So what are we going to talk about, Lincoln? I actually have, um, I took these notes on the first two games of Summer League. It's like, it's only two or three pages, but I did, I wanted to do a scouting breakdown. I figured we could go through all, like, all the guys on the roster and just talk about strengths, weaknesses, how it could impact the team so far. I forgot that I invited word counter Twitter to to this episode. How about that? Christian, are you a big fan of Joe Joe Young, that right? That sounds like a really terrible idea. <laughs> I would much rather talk about literally anything else. Well, that's why you're not the boss. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Silver Spoon and Roll podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined in Las Vegas by Harrison Fagan, who uh, actually has his portion of the microphone on this time. I'm also joined by Christian Rivas, who is out here and, and just broke the news to me that he actually uh, partakes in adult beverages. I was kind of surprised by that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Not everyone who drinks immediately goes to Twitter and puts their horrendous takes <laughs> up there for everyone to see. That's no fun. I mean, like, no one in this room does that, obviously, except no. for you. <laughs> Today's show. So we started the week, uh, well, ended last week by responding immediately twice to the news of the uh, Kawhi Leonard. No, we haven't even... This no, this show... We haven't so, the, uh, the last Silver Screen and Roll podcast was Sasha and Sabrina, and was they were saying, the, you know, the hopefully the Kawhi Leonard will be a Laker by the, by the next time that there's a podcast <laughs> in your feed. Uh, breaking news for those of you that were narrator. offline all of weekend, <laughs> Kawhi Leonard is not a Laker. <laughs> yeah, narrator, uh, there is no Kawhi Leonard. There, we are recording this on Sunday now, so there's mm-hmm. been enough time that we can laugh about this, the dust I think, has a, little bit. a little bit. Um... But yeah, that was not an enjoyable Friday night. I would say it was a in tough Las one. Vegas. It was a tough one. Uh, I, we've already kind of. I mean, you and I, we were you know in the same place. Uh, it was wild to be there. It was a literal rustle where you and I were. Where the, the whole restaurant break, was bro. like. There were some phones, people like. Did, what the? Did you see the people running out of the like there because the where we were eating we were at at Holstein's at, at the Cosmo, and there were some people who you could just kind of tell like they had like team gear on whatever. Some people like literally ran out of the restaurant. Yeah, I heard somebody. I heard somebody just yell like <laughs> and I'm not going to finish that so that we don't have to bleep it. Um, and. It was just funny to see the react, and then I heard that there, I forget which hotel it was, and I honestly don't want to say it because I know it's one where a lot of the NBA players yeah. were staying. But somebody was telling me that it, they're, they're staying at one of those hotels, and basically the whole lobby was just players coming back from games and coming back from su- summer league, all just looking at their phones and mm-hmm. debating each other and whatever. Like this shook up the whole league. Yeah, and I think when the news hit me, I got the Haynes alert while we were at dinner, and uh, I was like, wait, what? Like, he's going to... Because I fully expected him to go to the Lakers based right. on w- what I was hearing. I'm glad I did not report he's going to the Lakers because I didn't yep. trust him enough to run with it. Um, unlike Shouts to the people. actual fake news out there. Yeah, well, and so... Like, because it was wrong, and then all of a sudden the Paul George news came down the pipeline, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, now that kind of makes sense why he would pick the Clippers yeah. if they were able to get that deal done. But, like, so Christian... Christian, where were you? Like, you, where, where were you? Ooh. Put us in the room when you got the news that Kawhi Leonard Did just... you cry? Well, no, I was um, I was at an Anime Expo, which was unlike anything I've ever been to in my <laughs> entire life. Uh, but I went. Was with, it animated? Yeah. Oh my god! I went with my girlfriend because she wanted to go, and uh, <laughs> I don't think I'll be back next year. Sorry, Anime Expo. Uh, but I hadn't eaten all day, so I was eating 
leftovers and my phone vibrated, which I'm not even going to pretend like I wasn't already on my phone just scrolling to see what happened. But I think at that time of night, most people had already come to the conclusion that it isn't going to happen. Well, I thought I could trust Chris Carter. He told me. He's like, no decision today. And I'm like, thanks, Chris Carter. And I mean, I told you this already, but I honestly feel he should be removed from the NFL Hall of Fame. I don't trust him. He's a liar. And I feel personally aggrieved by this. As we know, there are no liars in the NFL Hall of Fame. So yeah. Chris Carter should no, have no, a Just a yeah. really, really moral place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I was eating leftovers, and then I got the notification. And the honestly, the most surprising thing to me wasn't the fact that he didn't choose the Lakers. Because in, in our Slack, I've been very pessimistic, mm-hmm. and I'd argue realistic. As always. Right. That, that he just wasn't going to come to the Lakers. Um, and, yeah, so seeing the Clippers is what surprised me the most. I thought if he didn't come to yeah. the Lakers, he'd run it back with the Raptors on a two-year deal and then go for that 35% max um, in a few years. But, yeah, the Clippers is the part that shocked me the most. And then, as you said, is that when that Paul George news came out. That's when it was, yeah. oh, okay, that makes more sense. Right. I get it. Right. Because I was, I mean, that was going to be my criticism of, of the Clippers' handling of this at the time was that, yeah, I mean, they did all the small things really well. They, they, they hired the right people. They uh, put together a, a decent roster filled with role players who make a lot of sense for this kind of a, a situation. They did all those small things really, really well. But it seems like that, that home run type of move was the kind of thing that they needed to actually hammer home here. And in this case, they actually did. They, they, now, they made a huge trade. It was the you know an unforeseen, unprecedented package of picks or whatever it was that that got Paul George to the Clippers. But really, in reality, what it was is they were making that trade for Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, which like that was the analysis of the Anthony Davis trade at the time. Was like yeah, if you overpay, but if it gets fine, you yeah. Anthony Davis and a max star, yeah. then that's different. How stupid were than we? just Anthony Davis. Like because the two max plan and we've talked about this before was always supposed to be it was like it wasn't that you traded for that second max. It yeah. was that you signed them right. to supplement the roster and like take it up to the next level as mm-hmm. like a kind of a deep super team. If you trade for it, then you got it you still have to like like it's you're adding the second max to Anthony Davis and LeBron instead mm-hmm. of LeBron and the young core. Right. And so now they have not done that. I think they've mostly recovered well. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. We'll talk. But what did what did you? So our takeaway at the time, uh, and and most of the takeaway at the time was what the f- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. repeatedly just, just yelling what fuck. the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but but now that you know we've we've had a, a you know about 24 32 48 ish out here in Vegas there's no real time is a, yeah. a, a, a is more of a constraint than anything but now that we've had some time to kind of understand what this all means take our te- take our breath uh, get over our hangovers where like what is what does this mean to you for the organization moving forward um well I think the the way they responded to it is is encouraging, and I think we'll get into that a little bit more uh, in the show. But uh, that, that was the biggest thing is I was interested to see the type of signings they made after they missed out on Kawhi because yeah. mm-hmm. it's easy to like gravitate to the biggest fish on the market and just use the cap space. But I think the the deals that they gave for the amount they gave, with the exception of one, and uh, for the years they gave 
was really sensible. Um, I, I think Lakers fans wouldn't have been crazy if if they just signed one-year deals and punted their cap space oh. for next season. Yeah, that's... And I, especially because, I, I don't know if you guys have looked at the, the number of players that are going to be available next season, but it's, it's, not, it's not a star-studded yeah, no. cast the way it is this season. So if there's any year to hand out those deals, it was this year. So um, I think the Lakers are going to be really good. I think the Clippers are going to be really good. I mean, you look at the, the talent they have on the team, their starting, starting lineup is probably going to be something like Patrick Beverly, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, um, who do they got? Zubats, and I don't know who's going to start at the four. Yeah. But maybe Jermichael Green if they bring him back. But I guess for me, next season is one thing, right? The next season is going to happen. And like I said, we're, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the, the moves and, and stuff like that. How they, what the moves that they've made since then have actually kind of signaled that they had a contingency plan in place. Yeah. You know, no matter, even before they tried all this stuff, they've, they kind of talked to the free agents that they could, told them, hey, hold on, and, and we'll make this work no matter how this plays out. But, yeah. but, uh, I, I do want to say, like for organizationally, like the the brand of the Lakers, the the theory of the Lakers, what everybody thinks of the Lakers, this to me, it, it even while I have had a time, had some time to take a step back and not be quite as reactionary, this does still feel like a, a signal. At least, are you an older brother? Um, yeah, I am an older brother. Yeah. Have you? Do you guys? Did you ever play like sports with your younger brother? Going yeah. On? Did they? Did I mean you're still kind of young, so I don't think he's ever beaten you. I would imagine quite yet. No. Uh, so what happens is you get older, and then they keep like they reach kind of their prime, and eventually they beat you at stuff. Yeah. And and like I, this to me feels like the Lakers were really really trying, and and you know again I've I've used this analogy on my other show and and stuff like that, but but. When you lose to your younger brother for the first time, you kind of excuse it away to to them and in to to him in the in the moment. You say, "Ah, well, I gave you a couple points in the beginning, whatever." Yeah, it was. I didn't. I wasn't really trying the whole time, Uh, but then like you you kind of walk away from the game and you realize, like, God, I actually got to try from now on. That kind of sucks. And and I think that's kind of where the Lakers are right now, where they kind of say, "I mean, this was us trying." This we 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 legitimately put our trade assets to acquire Anthony Davis and get him to convince Kawhi Leonard to come, and it still didn't work. Little brother still won, and and that that to me, you know, it, it, while this might not signal, and, and and you know what, like even when you lose to your younger sibling for the first time, the next time you play them, you go out and you beat the living hell out of them, right? In that, in that Sometimes, very next time, if you're Anthony, no, yeah, I mean, I used to. You can ask Andrew. We, we would play that that the next game that he beat me the first time. I literally went out there and I fouled him every time he had the ball, um, and because you can, you're the older brother. But you know, in this case, like for for where the Lakers kind of sit, they're sitting here saying, I mean, I, I really got to try, and I don't know when that next opportunity is for them to go out and literally beat the hell out of the Clippers. But this is on one of those. This is one of those moments where you kind of say. I guess we kind of have to wake up. We have it's, to stare reality in the face. It's on the court and it's in the playoffs. And yeah. it's all going to depend on, number one, like we all think, I think everybody in here feels like LeBron and Anthony Davis are going to complement each other really well, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of this is going to come down. Obviously, they are not better off without Kawhi Leonard in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. But whether they can be better than the well, Clippers. according to some commenters. Yeah, well, according to some people. But no, they are not. <laughs> and, like, 
I think that like it's all going to come down to can they be better than the Clippers? It's not can they be better than the theoretical Lakers? Can mm-hmm. they be better than what the Clippers have stolen from yeah. them? Can they still and, or swiped out from under them? Yeah. And can they still beat them? And I think that a lot of that is going to be like can LeBron and Anthony Davis and say Danny Green at this point like mm-hmm. be greater than the sum of their parts? Like can they all complement each other that well to be better than even that the, that those three sound on paper? And no, I'm not calling them the big three. They're just like the three most highly paid players. Yeah, it's the it's the, the, the big, big three is obviously LeBron, uh, Davis, and Kuzma. The big two and like a salad. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like two, like the big like, two and a half. <laughs> yeah, what is it? We two and get? a half men. <laughs> it's like uh, the the steak and surf, right? It, yeah, the steak and surf, and then a salad. Um, I, I so where do do you, would you roll with the idea of? This kind of has to be a bit of a wake-up call to an organization that was heading in this direction anyway, by the way. Like, we've been all – we have outlined on various occasions issues that we've had with the way that they've built this organization, right? The the Rambai's very existence, Rob Polinka being there simply because he was Kobe's agent and not going out – not showing any interest whatsoever in finding a better executive. Uh you know the the coach like Frank Vogel isn't the kind of coach who's going to convince uh, a superstar to go to a team, right? So, so all they were doing is they were hoping that those guys would be net neutrals, but they don't have any net positives to speak of. And and in my opinion, this is kind of where you have to wake up and 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 kind of realize, okay, yeah, we should address some of those things. Do you think they can and or will? Um, well, so I think Kawhi Leonard's a really bad example of that. Because uh, if we're to, we're to believe everything that's been reported to date, uh, the overwhelming feeling even before the the Clippers got Paul George was Kawhi Leonard doesn't want to play with LeBron James, um, you know, with or without Anthony Davis. Kawhi Leonard's a dynasty destroyer who wants to do it all on his own, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, if he's gonna play with somebody like an all star, it's gonna be an all star, not a superstar. And that, I, to me, that's what Paul George is. Paul George is a nice. I can't I, believe Kawhi Leonard is out here just publicly besmirching his new teammate. Right. Yeah, I, I think the <laughs> difference between the two is, like, all of us were kind of saying, like, there's no way. Kawhi's not the third wheel. That was always a straw man that was argument. Such a stupid because thing if he know. went yeah. on, it, it, like, on the court, he would have been the best player yeah. of those three. Yeah. But I think there is something, I think Kawhi's decision proves this, mm-hmm. that there is something to the idea that he would have been viewed in some way as a sidekick or as the guy that was coming in to help LeBron, whereas with the Clippers, he is the undisputed alpha dog. He went in there and he recruited Paul George to come and play under him. Right. Mm-hmm. And does that matter to him? I don't think that we can know that for sure, but his decision would Seems certainly like seem to yeah. imply that it yeah. does. Yeah. Which is why I'm I'm not like I mean, I get I get what you're saying. I I, I think I've been pretty clear on my stance that I don't think the Lakers did everything they could to put themselves in the best position to succeed, yeah. namely uh, with the front office. I don't, even, I don't even know if that's something people can disagree with. Yeah, and but I mean, again, I think Kawhi Leonard's just a bad example of that because, uh, you know, now that we have the help of hindsight, it seems that he just really did want to go to the Clippers. Um, to the which, Lakers. For whatever reason. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Maybe no. he's like a big Microsoft Word ninety seven fan, and, like, and he just he thinks that it's based on Clippy. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> put my to figure out the guy's name. I'm gonna put my tinfoil hat on right now, but I would not be surprised in a year or two that we find out that the Clippers are gonna be re- relocated to San Diego, like. Kawhi Leonard was sold on this pitch. Ooh, that's that's an interesting conspiracy theory. I thought that you were going to say that Uncle Dennis becomes like a highly paid like <laughs> basketball consultant no. for the team. No, I think it, 
part of the pitch, um, like in the very long term, was hey, you're going to be a, a superstar for your hometown San Diego Clippers one day. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to bring in the new era of Clippers basketball. And I made a joke tweet about that. Like yeah. if the if, if the Clippers were 100 zillion percent all in, like I'd actually them. I'd actually love that. Like I Me think too. San Diego should have a team. Like yeah. it's a great city. One of my favorite cities. I, they'd ever. finally be out of the little brother thing too, and it would put that narrative. to Well, me. San Diego's kind of little brother to Los Angeles, but yeah. But yeah, it'd be different. Yeah. It's not two teams sharing the same building and one team, like, their players getting booed at Dodgers games and yeah. all that stuff, which is going to be, like, if you thought the Paul George Merciless. booing Ugh. last year was bad, yeah. Kawhi yeah. Leonard and Paul George, they're going to receive that at Clippers home games yeah. when they play the Lakers. Like, they're going to get it when the Dodgers or the Angels invite them to throw out a first pitch, they're going to get booed. Well, no, Angels would be fine. They're fine. The Angel fans are mostly Clipper fans. I don't know that that's always true. Yeah. Like, I, I think... I'd agree. I tend to agree. They're... Yeah. Either way, they're going to get booed, and it's going to be, you know... They, they cannot... Like, Kawhi Leonard can't go to Dodger games. Like, he can't. Yeah. Yeah. He literally cannot go to Dodger games from now on. Because that... The, the Laker... And, you know, fair or not or whatever, and, and now we're going to start getting into, you know, NBA Twitter guys that are out there judging Laker fans for not liking a player. Yeah. But But... You know, I I think that's going to be something they run into. I guess I get so it seems like I'm kind of out here on my own here that that I think this really impacts the brand moving forward. Well, so I mean, I think probably I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a level with you. I think you are alone in this. I think no, it's fine. (laughs) No, I think I think it hurts them in the sense that like it it's a bad look for the Lakers and it's a bad look for LeBron that Kawhi Leonard did not want to come. Like he he would rather. I don't know that that's been talked about enough. Yeah, like I think this has to be looked at as somewhat of an indictment on LeBron because it's just like not necessarily about him specifically because this is the thing like the LeBron stands get so mad when you criticize LeBron. Do people want to play? I always have thought that that's a dumb narrative. I don't think that it's necessarily all LeBron's fault. I think that a part of it is that the the media culture surrounding him and surrounding any he star also that is like the, it, well yes yeah. but the, the, this has been the case with Kobe yeah. it was the case with Michael Jordan it's like when you are Alex that Caruso. face of the league yeah. mm-hmm. guy then everyone that go, comes in is going to be viewed through the lens of how they affect you how they impact you mm-hmm. like how they can help you and it, like it becomes their fault when you do not live up because, oh, you're LeBron James. Right. Like it wasn't. You did everything that you could. Right. And, again, like not all of that is LeBron's fault. So this isn't me necessarily criticizing him, but it is an indictment on how players view the opportunity to play with him and how they view the Lakers' opportunity, the Lakers franchise as a whole I mean, versus the Clippers a little bit. Even to that point, to the very point that you're making, literally like, what, days before, a day before we, we found out that Kawhi wasn't going to be a Laker, we got the report report from uh, Dave McMenamin saying that, oh, well, LeBron did all he could. If LeBron, if Kawhi LeBron, doesn't, LeBron solved all of yeah, Kawhi's concerns. If, if Kawhi doesn't go to the Lakers, it's not going to be because of be because of anything LeBron failed to do, yeah. right? Like, that's the exact thing that you're talking about. Well, that's yeah, right, yeah. That, that would get old, like playing on a team that, that has rah-rah guys like that. Um, I think ahead. we're also very much in an era where Players want to feel like they have control of the like the KD look, sh- look. thing shifted it right. right. Kyrie, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant saying mm-hmm. like, "Hey man, 
I want to play with you. Let's go play somewhere. I think yeah. the same thing could have been said about LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and there was mutual interest there. Mm-hmm. And with Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James, I'm not sure there was that. Between Kawhi yeah. Leonard and Paul George. Seems I mean, like it. The fact that Kawhi Leonard, I, and I made a joke tweet about this, the fact that Kawhi Leonard used his words to recruit somebody, I think just <laughs> Wait, What do you think that volume. phone call was? like? It, it was, was just, just like, like, hi, Paul, I like the way you play basketball. Would yeah. you like to oh, play with me on what? the Clippers? Yeah. No, I think, I think it was, and I tweeted this I think Kawhi just tweeted come to LA <laughs> and then over a span of six days Paul George is like Kawhi I need to know if you're serious I already <laughs> talked to my agent I'm on board just please like give me a thumbs up or something and then Kawhi was just like George man gets paid yeah I think that's what happened and I think uh, that's the biggest thing we have to look at is Kawhi Leonard seems like he really wanted to play with Paul George um and it doesn't seem like he wanted to play with LeBron James. And if he's an old school guy, like, you know, I don't care. I'm not going to boo him. I respect that. If he doesn't want to be in a super team, that's fine. Yeah. I, I think that I, I think that it's part of no, the No, I won't actually boo him. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have a problem with people booing him. How about yeah. that? Yeah. We, we see this happen all the time when superstars make moves and it creates a trend or it creates a new way of thinking or the reaction to it creates a new way of mm-hmm. thinking. Like LeBron putting together the super team showed these players that they have power and it yeah. was like the greatest move of player empowerment when right. the Heatles came together. Yeah. And then we started seeing everybody was like, okay, how do we get super team, super team? And then Kevin Durant took that to its natural conclusion when Golden State randomly have the cap spike and there or all the there's yeah. the league wide yeah. cap spike. Golden State, the best team in the league, Take had a max spot, mm-hmm. takes advantage of it. And then Kevin Durant was destroyed yeah. in a way that we have like rarely seen superstars which are like constantly attacked. Even in that online. own city they were like, Yeah, it's cool you're here. Yeah. Yes. Like even the fans were like, yeah. All right, but like <laughs> Steph's better. Yeah. And, like, the fans were out there to be like, no, 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 but, like, Steph is se- seriously, like, KD's great, but Steph is better. Steph yeah. makes it all pop. And, like, so got, stupid. like, no credit. Yeah. And, like, I think that you're going to, you see the way that that's reacted to if you're a Kawhi Leonard, if you're one of these other superstars, and you're like, I don't want to go into a situation where it's going to become that. Like, Kawhi knew that if he went to the Lakers, he probably would have gotten similar treatment in the media and from every single 29 other fan bases for you took the easy way out. And I think, like, we can probably gather that he did not want to be the new KD. He did not want to be the guy that's a snake and that, like, gets all of this internet hate and, like, all of this branding hate. Like, that had to have hurt Kevin Durant's brand on some level, too. Yeah. And, like, we know. That's we know that Leonard wanted. Runners. He's fighting fourteen-year-old kids. Yeah, well, he hurt himself too. Um, <laughs> and Leonard probably wouldn't have done that. But I think that we can gather. <laughs> That'd be that so great. Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard actually <laughs> starts tweeting. The money and brand thing is important to him. Yeah, because yeah. like we saw, that's part of the reason he wanted to get out of San Antonio. He didn't yeah. like the endorsement opportunities he was getting there. Getting to the Clippers in LA is the next best Hell, thing. Even the New Balance the thing. You know? The New Balance thing. Yeah, they're putting him way out there now, yeah. like way more than he ever was before mm-hmm. and propping him up as his image and they're doing it in a way that's like somewhat authentic to who Kawhi is which yeah. I've appreciated yeah. from their yeah. department as a complete aside but it seems like the money and the branding stuff is important to him and you know maybe it would have been tough he thinks that it would have hurt his image to go to LA maybe uh, <laughs> I've been like kind of chuckling to myself this whole time just thinking of like the image of me booing from press row <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean like we're going to see talking do it next year <laughs> it's going to be great uh, alright let's come say- on Kawhi 
<laughs> let's take a quick second here. We're going to step away. Uh, and then when we come back, let's get back to focus on the Lakers, the actual team that they seem to have put together at this point. I think we're all pretty Not seem impressed. to. They've announced most of them. No, 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 no. Yeah. no. But I like the, the direction. I think they still have like two more roster spots that they can fill. That's what yeah. I mean. Like okay. what, what, what else? What they've done so far, what they could do moving forward. I think we're all pretty impressed to this point. Well, yeah. They literally, uh, oh, they just, literally just announced Troy Daniels, Daniels and Jared Dudley. Dudley. So there those two are official now. All right. So let's, uh, let's take a quick second here. Take a quick break. Pay a couple bills. Come back. And we will talk about that. Okay, so Anthony, I do have some good news for you individually. Mm-hmm. So we just said the Lakers just announced Troy Daniels and Jared Dudley confirmed those. I believe the only one that has not been confirmed yet is Rajon Rondo. Mm-hmm. So you might get what you want. And, you know, it's like you can hold out hope that I am. I'm holding on to hope. Are you going to hold? Okay, I really hope this breaks while we're on the show. Then no, I'm, not, I'm not holding on to hope. This, I, this was done like as soon as this as, was done as soon as the AD trade was. No, done. Like as soon Rondo as last season back. ended. Like it, this was. Done. I don't know. I think that if they wouldn't have gotten the like Anthony Davis, I think there would have been some doubt. But the fact that they brought in Davis and LeBron, and I've talked about those connections extensively, yeah. and then they brought in Boogie. Yeah. Like once they signed Boogie, I'm like, okay, it is a matter of minutes yeah. before the Rondo thing comes out. Even and it was even before they signed Boogie, people got. Really confused because somebody asked, like, give me a legitimate reason to bring Rajon Rondo back. And I was like, listen, there are a ton of arbitrary reasons. Like, AD loves him, LeBron mm-hmm. loves him, Boogie loves him. And everybody's like, what do you mean Boogie loves him? Like, oh, come on. You yeah. have to be really stupid not to think <laughs> Marcus Cousins is coming to the Lakers. Yeah. Like, the Anthony Davis front. LeBron loves Boogie. Like, yeah. has said on several occasions that he'd love to play with them. I, I don't know. Boogie and Rondo, if I had to put my money on anything, it would have been them signing with the Lakers this summer. So let's let's start here, though, with this. With While before talking about any moves specifically, any of that stuff, I do want to say this. It seems to me uh, my reading of the situation is they were waiting on Kawhi, but they also had these contingency plans in place, and they paid a little extra just be, just to those guys for, for for waiting on. Yeah, for waiting on them. I think that's fair, right? And and I think, in my opinion, what that you know, if that is the case, which I, I I'm pretty sure is is the case. It's a decent read. Yeah. Uh, that to me is is at least a step in the right direction for overall process, right? Like it was a while it didn't turn out well. And it is a make or miss league, right? So, so you could run a great play and then miss the wide open corner. Sign or not yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but you know, the, the, it was the right call to wait out Kawhi Leonard. We could talk about whether or not they had misplaced confidence, what, where they were getting their intel from. Yes, well, but all if, that they, stuff. if Kawhi Leonard's camp and all indications are that yeah. they are was telling the Lakers that they're still in, they have a chance. The yeah. Lakers were making the right decision. Yeah. It did not work out, but that's why it's a gamble. It doesn't yeah. always pay right. off. Like you, you're Anthony's going to go gamble tonight, and he could win a million dollars, but he's probably going to lose a lot. Of money and because he's not very good at gambling. <laughs> Putting that out into the and atmosphere. <laughs> if I lose a million dollars, it's your No, if you fault. lose a million dollars, that's your fault. <laughs> like no. if you lose a hundred dollars, maybe that's my fault. If you don't if you don't cut it off there, yeah. that's on you. But I, but you know, so so that was their start the starting point of their process here was all right, well wait on Kawhi Leonard. We are going to make that the focal point of our offseason right from the get-go, right? Right call. I don't have a problem with that Absolutely. whatsoever. To take that a step further, they said, all right, that's our plan A, but we also, by the way, just in case this doesn't play out right, we have to have a plan B. And they seem to have a plan B. And and more important than any specific signing, Boogie, 
Danny Green, Contavious Caldwell Pope, bringing back Rajon Rondo, whatever. Like, more important than any of that stuff, what is more important to me here is the fact that they that they had that contingency plan in place to, to put and, and execute right from the get-go, right when we found out that wasn't going to go down. Would you agree with the analysis there, or do you think it was just like, well, we, we had to do what we had to do? No, I, I think if you look at the roster construction, it was very much, um, you know, they found out probably way too late in the season that they needed shooting. That was my biggest concern with them waiting is that guys like Reggie Bullock, Wayne Ellington, like, you know, the three-point snipers on the market, they're going to be all off the table. But I think the fact that they – it seems like they prioritized Danny Green, mm-hmm. um, you know, guys like Quinn Cook, Jared Dudley, Troy Daniels to a lesser extent. Um, I think it shows that they knew what they wanted their roster to look like without Kawhi Leonard, and I think they did a – a pretty good job of that. Yeah, I, I I agree. What of the signings that they've made so far would you say is the, the uh, one that you were the are highest? Are we doing winners and losers? <laughs> best huh? and worst, best and worst signings. We well, can do that. I mean, I we already know the worst one. Right. I well, think. Do we all agree? I don't know that we all agree. Uh, well, let's do best first. Right. Yeah, which one did you think was the best? I think it's. Uh, I mean, for the price I got him at, I have to argue it's Demarcus Cousins. Yeah. Um, just because. I'm not. I'm not confident he'll be like a twenty and ten guy. Uh, but as a, I don't think there's enough minutes for him to be a twenty and ten. Right. I think. But as like whether he's starting or coming off the bench, uh, the thing that impresses me the most about Boogie and that I'm really excited to see is we saw a little bit in, in uh, this the. Toronto series is he's a really talented post passer like mm-hmm. even if his shots aren't falling and you know that athleticism isn't going to come back to have a big body like that in the post that can kick out to you know Danny, Danny Green, Green Quinn Cook or even Anthony Davis um I like how we didn't list coups yeah coup, <laughs> I mean we'll see but yeah. um it's uh Genie's so pissed <laughs> he's been working with lethal shooter Anthony how dare you and I, I think I think coups I I've, I've said this off the air but if Kuz and Demarcus Cousins are your bigs off the bench, I'm like I'm so sorry for every other team in the league. Cause I'm not positive that Demarcus won't start, but yeah, I think I, I thought I heard somewhere that they, they reported it initially. To no, they didn't promise. There was a reported Javale is expected to be yeah. the starting center. Uh, like I don't know. Well, and maybe. But, but I mean, politically, it would be Boogie. Yeah, yeah, and I think Javale. The the it's it'd be. Gonna, I think it's going to be Rondo, Danny cool. Green, LeBron. Uh, AD and Boogie. But it's been put out in the universe that, uh, whether it was from JaVale's camp or elsewhere, that if he signed with the Rockets, he would have been fine backing up Capella. And if he's fine backing up Capella, then I'm sure he'll be fine backing up Boogie. I think he just wants, at his stage of his career, he just wants some consistency, like a good role. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think he'll get that with the Lakers regardless. I still think the the right move is to start JaVale. Yeah. Who do you you think is is the best signing? So far, I would agree. I would agree with Demarcus Cousins, but to get back to the point I made to start this segment, I actually think Danny Green was the better signing because that was again it was it was them getting in touch with a free agent and saying, "Look, this is our plan." Like obviously, Kawhi Leonard is our plan A. 
and and I hope you're okay. We hope you're okay with if we don't get Kawhi Leonard, you're our first call. And you're cool. our first signing right away. And that 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 to me signals planning. That's that to me singles forethought. And I, I'm 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 happy to see that from an organization I haven't always seen it. The other thing there is like this isn't something where we have to do it based on scuttlebutt or based on inferences. Like Danny Green literally podcasted yeah. every single night about how his free agency <laughs> was going. We know the Lakers yeah. contacted him on day one. We know the Lakers kept in touch with him throughout the process and yeah. I think that we're seeing that play out like like you said so we know that this is something that they did this yeah. is not just us assuming it right it's like there's evidence that this is what they did and now we see it and how much of a payday he got he basically got the same for two years that Dallas had as his backup offer for three years yeah so like they you know they had to overpay yeah. and that's why but they overpaid so, so that he would wait yeah like, I that, agree <laughs> I agree that he's the best signing because I think that he like is the most sure thing I think that DeMarcus Cousins has a very good chance to be the best signing, yeah. though. Yeah. It, because outperforming a three-and-a-half million-dollar contract for a guy. And, and, again, this is year two of the Achilles recovery, and that's yeah. usually when the guys... The quad thing I don't back. think is getting enough attention, though. Like, he had, yeah. like, an actual fist under his yeah. <laughs> skin. That, uh, oh, I didn't see that. Okay, right. that's yeah. a little concerning. But, <laughs> but I, I think the, the most impressive thing about the DeMarcus and, and Danny Green signings is uh, even when free agency started... They were top three guys available at their positions, and you can even, mm-hmm. even argue they were best players available at their position, unless I'm blanking on a, a two guard that was available um, that was better than Danny Green. Reggie Bullock. Alex nah, Caruso. I'm kidding. Nah. <laughs> uh, uh, no, Alex Caruso's a one. How dare you? <laughs> Alex Caruso is positionless. <laughs> Alex Caruso transcends I the I game of see, basketball. I can see okay? my argument. I, I agree. To pigeonhole him. <laughs> I think that's fair. Big Balderbrand. His, his position is, is ambiguous as his hairline. How dare <laughs> yeah. you? Uh, but yeah, Danny Green and DeMarcus, the Lakers picking up two of the best guys at their at positions of need in free agency. As late as they did, too, yeah, by the way. Was, is very that's impressive. That's why the whole argument of like everyone's going to be gone by yeah. the time that they wait on Kawhi. Like, all they did, and you made this point before we went on the air, is that all they did was save themselves from signing guys that are at the same level to oh, bad yeah, deals. Oh, yeah, let's let them, let's let, yeah, let's go let ahead. you make that post. Oh, well, yeah, because you look at, and I, I think... Um, uh, at Pickup Hoop. I'm sorry, I don't know your actual name. I've, yeah. I've learned as I'm in Vegas, I just know people by their Twitter. Oh, no, that's 100%. Know. Like, people mm-hmm. have introduced themselves to me, and I'm like, okay, and then they're like, oh, I'm at, and yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, got you. Okay. It's like yeah. it's like that scene in uh, Infinity War, where oh, we're, we're, using, oh, it's like, oh, we're like, using our, oh, our made-up made names. Made names. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I'm Spider-Man. I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he made a list of the guys that were signed like on the first three days of free agency and the contracts they got. So we're talking about guys There's like, like two good ones yeah, out of those. <laughs> Trevor Ariza, who got a crazy inflated contract yeah, to play in Sacramento. Uh, Reggie Bullock, Wayne Ellington, Taj Gibson, who, by the way, all signed with the Knicks. Those were all Knicks signings, and they were big contracts. <laughs> I'm very disappointed they did that instead of trading for CP3 or Westbrook. Yeah. Like... And mm-hmm. like, and, and even to I mean, not to get too off track, but even to a lesser extent, like the Andre Iguodala deals and the, all the salary dumps that that Miami had to make to get the Jimmy Butler deal done. If if you're missing out on those guys, why wouldn't you just fully commit to the rebuild and try to get as many assets as you can? That's besides the point. That's because Pat Riley isn't going to be here in five years. Yeah, <laughs> the the point Living is his best life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the point is, I think uh, it, the Lakers. With the exception of a player, which we'll get to in a second, um, <laughs> read the market pretty well. Um, didn't make any 
like they're no horrendous bad signings. signings. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. I, I think given the point of the off season it is and where we at where we're at in free agency, they deserve a lot of credit for um, for constructing the roster as it's been. Yeah, there's no there's no Mazdang. Yeah, like, there, there is no I no Joe. I really was thinking hard about once Mozgov hit the market, um. retweeting that <laughs> 2016 LeBron tweet from like congrats on Mozzie from getting the bag from the Lakers well, dinner on you yeah. next time. Yeah. So you would agree though about Danny Green being the best signing or is there? So yeah, have, I'm. I'm I think Dan, Danny Green. If I had to pick today, Danny Green's the best signing just because we cu- we know what we're going to get from him mm-hmm. and we know that it's going to be a pretty good impact, especially in terms of fit with LeBron and AD and all those guys. I think that Demarcus Cousins has an outside chance to be the best signing, especially yeah. that money. Yeah, absolutely. Where absolutely. where are we at with uh, the worst signing? Because I think my answer might be different. Than yeah, but that's yours. for a different reason. So yeah. you and I, you and I both agree it's Rajon Rondo. Oh, do you agree? No. What? No. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Rajon Rondo for a minimum contract, I don't hate. No. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll, I mean, okay, go ahead. You go first. You go, you go you first. Start. Anti-Rondo time. Yeah. Fire away. Which I get. Every point you're going to make right now, I totally understand. He's going to be the starting point guard. Yeah. Yeah. For a minimum contract. No, but he's going to be the starting point guard. This is the the letting Anthony Davis and LeBron feel like they have influence so that you can go sign good players. They know they have influence. Yeah. That's fine. But like, you know, like Anthony Davis called Rob Polinka and he's like, you know what? As a superstar, I'm going to need you to sign my good friend Rajon Rondo (laughs) back. And Rob's like, you know what, Anthony Davis? That's a good call. I assume that he calls him Anthony Davis. And here's what I'm. Here's my thing though if Rajon Rondo isn't on the roster Alex Caruso is the starting point guard Quinn Cook is the, is the backup point guard for for yeah, situations that's a better that, rotation. You, that you need there and and having Rajon Rondo merely on the roster completely brings into question all right so I guess now that means we're limiting some of Alex Caruso's minutes now that means like if you really need to space the floor, that means Caruso's probably not going to play as much and Quinn Cook is going to play a little bit more. Is Rajon Rondo going to close games now? Because if you're giving him enough respect to, to, to start them, are you going to give him enough respect to finish them too? And, like, you know, people keep saying, like, oh, well, we trust Vogel to do this. We trust Vogel to do that. Vogel's not going to make it to the All-Star break. We don't know. Like, we know this. We, we don't know what Vogel's going to do. Yeah, we yeah. haven't seen him coach for the Lakers yet with this team. LeBron didn't like LeBron wasn't seen on ESPN talking to Frank Vogel. LeBron wasn't seen on like he was talking to Lionel. No, but, no, no, no. Come on, Anthony. Frank Vogel came up and awkwardly dapped up him and Anthony Davis before <laughs> having. And to be fair, it, the visual was worse than it actually was. They resumed play, so he had to get out of there. He didn't have yeah. a seat. But it was just funny to watch him walk in and just be like, "Oh, hey, what's up? I'm Frank. Hey, what's up? I'm Frank." And then just book it. They were like, like "Oh, that's Frank Vogel." They're like, "Wait, wasn't the bald guy Frank Vogel?" And LeBron's like, "No, that's Jason. You'll learn more about Jason soon." <laughs> covers his mouth. So like, he's going to be the coach, and oh, we got to do the bit with. Yeah, but no, I, I. So yeah, that's that's why I consider. So value wise, I think what you guys are saying is absolutely true. Right, it's a minimum contract. It's a it's a one plus one deal, which allows them to be able to trade Rajon Rondo. You explained that in, in pretty well. No, well, maybe turns out no, because no, it's yeah. there's a player option. So I was I misunderstood that rule. I thought it was right. only if it was an outright one year deal that you couldn't trade them, but mm-hmm. because it has the possibility to be a one right a one year deal it's with still Bert Rice, somewhat yeah. uh, basically him Javale. And uh, KCP all have no trade clauses, which I actually, on one hand, I understand why you're freaking out. On the other hand, maybe those guys will be better served this year by not, like, there's no chance they're on the block, basically. I don't think there's a better serving Rajon Rondo. 
He's quite. I, he's quite yeah. possibly going to be the worst player in the NBA. Again. Okay, but you again, know what I, do you get what I'm saying about like across? Yeah, the yeah no, those there's are a lot of guys that, that yeah. no one. It's not going to be another year where every single person feels like they're on the trade block for reasons beyond that, but also because it would be so complicated to try and package all of them together and get all of them to agree to go to the same place mm-hmm. that there's going to be more stability and less. But that's like, not going to stop the Lakers from asking. Maybe, but like, I think that logistically that would just be so tough. It would have to be a deal that you knew you could get done and you knew you could get it done quickly. It couldn't be. And Palinka, I think, is not of the mind of like, we're just going to drag this out like Magic did and leak every single offer and whatever. <laughs> um, but I think that that is maybe, it okay. could end up being a benefit as well as also like, you know, these are the guys, we've been saying, build a team, use that cap yeah. space, lock some build guys in, and there's no point in having free agency space next summer anyway. They can, now that they're going to go into next summer over the cap, they'll have the full mid-level exception, mm-hmm. and they can really add someone next year, and then they'll have cap space again, potentially, in um, like the summer after LeBron maybe leaves, if maybe. he leaves in two years, or if he opts in, obviously, that's yeah. the summer before he leaves, but maybe that summer, you can find someone to pair Anthony Davis yeah. with. Anyway, long Long-winded. Like I think that most of these are all right. Mm-hmm. I think. So who's the worst? Who's so KCP? No, I, I want to let Christian go because I, I talked over you. I'm sorry. No, um, it's it's fine. Who is your worst signing? Oof. I mean, probably. I mean, Catavius Caldwell Pope for his value. I wasn't crazy about the Troy Daniel signing. I'm still kind of holding out on to hope that it's a one-year non-guaranteed training camp invite, only because I think. Uh, at this point, they in free might need agency. a roster spot. <laughs> right, there's there's better names out there than than Troy Daniels. I would honestly, and this might be a hot take, but I would take Vince Carter at his age over over Troy Daniels. Okay. Just yeah, no, I'm, I'm, we know what you're getting with. Yeah. we don't know what you're getting with Troy Daniels. I, yeah, I'm, yeah, I wasn't crazy about that signing, but yeah, Contavious called. I just don't know. My biggest question with all of these signings um, is who was going to pay. Contavious Caldwell Pope that much. That's my big question with his side, yeah. specifically. And I think that that's, that's the clutch tax. That's what, and everybody's like, oh, this is Rich Paul. That's what every agent that has two superstars yeah. on the same team would do. And that's what every that's reason, how this stuff. there's a double standard there. Yeah. I, weird. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, yeah. Um, <laughs> so you made so, me so uncomfortable <laughs> I lost my train of thought. No, so uh, you were saying that like so it's it's the it's every agent does that. Yeah, this is standard agency stuff. This happens on every single team. It's yeah. just we only talk about it when it's clutch. Milwaukee for, just signed Giannis. I wonder brother. why that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so KCP is yours too then? No, actually, uh, were you done hell? talking about KCP? I think well, so. Well, we're not even sure that was your your. No, that no, was no, that was yeah. mine. Okay. The, the thing I'll say about KCP though is I'd I'd pump the brakes on him being just like god awful. I think in a in the right role he is when it matters. But yeah, right. I I, I think in the right role, um, and with. I don't know. I guess time and and uh, I think he devotion. just wants. I think he just wants like to know what his exact role is. He wants yeah. security in mm-hmm. like I know how many shots I get. I'm right. getting. I know where they're coming from. When because I'm when we when KCP is asked to improvise, that's when you yeah. see <laughs> like you know off the top of the and backboard you see what yeah. I think the same can be said about Rajon Rondo. Yes, I think uh, most role players. Right, I but think, KCP almost takes it to another degree. I think Rondo starting at point guard is, isn't. That big of a deal to me. I mean, I do take issue with it. I think Caruso would be a better fit if, for no other reason, the fact that if he's, he's wide an NBA open, player. yeah, plays both sides of the ball. But I mean, Rondo's only like job at the beginning of games is going to be finding 
AD and Braun and getting them theirs. And then, and then high-fiving them as if he created it. Right. And it's, I mean, that's why I don't have a big issue with it. But KCP, I mean, you look around the league and look at guys that are technically 3 and D guys. I have faith that Contavious Caldwell Pope will will take another, you know, his, his three-point accuracy will start to level again. Because if you look at his career numbers, mm-hmm. I mean... Well, actually, he was an outlier. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you look at two-way guys uh, at, at that backup two position. I think KCP's up there as far as backup shooting guard. So, I as as, far, as bad as I... As much as I don't like the number and the de facto no-trade clause, because I think, you know, if somebody becomes available at the trade deadline, you package... Uh, KCP, JaVale, and Kuz for, you know, a real high-impact player. Um, but, I mean, that being said, I, I still, I'm still not crazy about the number. So who's yours then? Uh, it's Caruso. They should have signed him for more. Oh <laughs> he deserves more. Like, the fact that they only gave him $5.5 million <laughs> is the worst. That should have been the third max slot. He should walk out. Yeah. That's he, a, should, he needs to fire his a- I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's a player option too, right? No, I'm mine, in all seriousness, mine is KCP. I just, you know, you, yeah. you, you made the points well. So. Yeah. I Yeah. I would. I could see the KCP thing. And again, I that, think, it could work out. I think he's going to be better... As a backup, he's not yeah. a starting shooting guard in the NBA. So and also, I don't, I don't get the sense that he, he and his broader circle was thrilled with Luke last year. Yeah, and the yeah, way that they no, used him. And so maybe with Vogel, maybe there's some more consistency. Kid. Maybe yeah. <laughs> we're gonna have to come up with like a good like celebrity like cr- like couple nickname for them because we know that they're gonna be like tandem. <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah, I think that the the funniest thing is the whole. How they're selling, or they leaked out that this year's coaching staff is going to be like a Phil Jackson philosophy, where there's no yeah. second, third, or fourth. I, I like to think that that extends to the head coach too. There's yeah. no like there's <laughs> one there's big no happy coach. We have to hire a head coach, but you know, Frank, it's all everybody's working yeah. together. I figured out their celebrity name. What is it? Jason Kidd. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. I think I'm. I I know. Um, not everybody agrees, but I think Vogel is going to be a, a very good head coach. I think. No, I, I think he is too. He's just he's in a he's in he's, he's a, a dead spot. man walking. Yeah. He's, he's, you know, it's it's not. LeBron doesn't do anything on purpose. Like another example of LeBron, or LeBron doesn't do anything on accident. Yeah. Like another example of LeBron not doing anything on accident was hopping in front of TV cameras and talking to Jerry West. Yeah. And well, like, and also like Jerry West LeBron- just just got all this done, and this is LeBron going like Palenka. I wish this was you. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, that's an interesting. I had not thought about that. But the other one was, that was funny was the day before at the first summer oh, league game. The, you know, LeBron and Jason Kidd could have talked anywhere. They could have anywhere. talked on the court. Yeah. They could have talked in the back rooms where no right. cameras were. They chose to talk in the darkest part of the entry hallway, <laughs> almost looking as if they're having a back room meeting. It's like they knew like, about I the kill finger it meme. That. Like it's like, like knew they about it. They LeBron's about like, oh man, I got to go viral today. How do I do it? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Demar. Because my it, people are asking me how I think this offseason went, and my expectation for the offseason was a desperation trade for DeMar DeRozan after missing out on Anthony Davis and Kawhi Leonard. So everything is better than that. So <laughs> to have my expectations that low, this is like best case for me. <laughs> that's that's the key to life, everybody. Set your expectations underground, and it's impossible for you to not walk over them. Uh, I think that'll do it though for this episode. Well, we had a we had a couple things. We, we have a couple more to. things. All right, didn't we? Yeah, well, well, you wanted to do the review thing. Well, we wanted to do the review thing, and we wanted to have a moment of silence for the fake oh, insiders. Yeah. I think we should. I think we should lead with that, and then end on All on right. more positive so, notes. So, so, so to the RAs, 
the Scoopies, the I Got Sources, the RDA Ambitions. Uh... Bye. Yeah. <laughs> That wasn't a very long moment of silence. Yeah, but no, yeah. they don't deserve one. Yeah, is the thing. It's just it's the, the well. So I I actually have a point. Oh, yeah, rant on it. I they they, they my this thing needs is to like be said. all about everybody in this room. Anytime if you cover a team, yeah, you hear a lot of things. Yeah. that you do not necessarily put forward because it's so secondhand. Like in this case, a lot of times it's fifth, sixth hand, whatever. Like I know the Lakers were very confident about yeah. getting the Kawhi we deal that done. A lot. Yeah, but it's all from people who are not. Not actually making these decisions. Believe right. it or not, Rob Palinka does not text me. <laughs> uh, you know, and like, but it's people around I get these situation. I get a bit talk about this day. stuff. And the thing is, is like, you have a responsibility as a media member and a person that, with a platform. It does not end at like, I'm just going to put this out there because I heard it. Yeah. And then like, if it's wrong, it's just like, well, my source lied to me. Right. Your job is to verify that. Right. Your job is to be right. And everybody gets stuff wrong most of the time, but there's a way to deal with it. And there's a way to go into it so that you're wrong less. Right. And to go in and start reporting things like the Clippers are in panic mode, sources say. And sources say the Clippers have been ruled out and right. to dunk on insiders and things like that. Like, I get it. He's just some misled, like, he's some, like, misguided kid. But he went about this, like, in a way See, that I don't even get called it. into question the legitimacy of, like, actual insiders damage the media culture around the team, damage the view of fans around yeah. the team on a broader perspective. And that deserves to be called out. You were not just His wrong. His very success were, is a black mark on this family. You were spectacularly sorry. wrong. Yeah. And you don't get to just say that, oh, things changed. Mm-hmm. Then you don't report it that Definitively, Right. Like, that's... You can't rule the Clippers out a week out before Kawhi has made his decision. Here's the thing about Unless you heard from Kawhi, fuck the Clippers. Right. Like, they're ruled out. No, it, the thing about information is it literally does change all the time. And that's and what why you do you is you vet all of these yeah. things. Like that's you have to talk to multiple people, and you have to talk to people that would know. You can't just blame your sources or yeah. be like, oh, well, things changed. Right. But but they do, and and the point of all of this, the point of the training that actual journalists go through, it's okay to say to I don't know. That. Yeah, and like I'm not saying that and everyone look, with a national platform. Yeah, like this some the right other way. people could have learned that. Like yeah. some people with national platforms could have learned just to be able to say, I have no idea, you guys. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's a lesson that a lot of people could have learned. But in this specific case, here's my thing: the Laker fan base, the reason REA grew. The reason Scoop B grew is because they were reporting things that the Laker fan base wanted to hear. Yeah, if I just put sources and then said some, like, unverifiable, like, unprovable wrong information before things, like, you know, like, I would gain a ton of followers. I'm not going to do that. Right. And and, and and that's because that's not the way to go about that. That's where I say, like, the— It was cold. Those guys— It was like, I'm going to report something that everyone knows is going to happen. Or everyone wants to hear. Or everyone wants to hear. It's not even just that he was saying, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, Kawhi's going to opt out because we know he's going to opt out. Yeah. To me, like to me, honestly, that's less damaging. Yeah. Because like that, that's just whatever. Like uh, anybody it's lame, can do that. But it's, it's stupid. Yeah. Whatever. To me, what's more damaging is the idea that these guys they had actually they gained actual platforms because they reported quote unquote reported things that the fan base wanted to hear, and that's where again like. That's where we are with journalism now in 2019. Is if you if you consider a, a story that you hear something that you don't like, you can just say nope. It's and part fake of this news. is on the media because anonymous sources started getting handed out like candy. And yeah. I used to not think that this was an issue, mm-hmm. but it has become an issue yeah. because now people are just like, well, like that person, they're like I don't know what that means. And now anyone can just say, oh, source per right. source, right? 
per people around the NBA, mm-hmm. whatever, or like I've been told, right. you know, and anyone can, and like, there's value in that because there are people that have grown and built up their plot, like Shams started yeah. from like very, very small basketballs and worked his way into a national insider, but he actually built yeah. contact. Well, he and, worked like, under Woj, like he got training under yeah, Woj. But even before stuff. that, I yeah. mean, like he came out of nowhere. Right. Like, and so you, I'm not saying that this never happens. I'm yeah. just saying that we need to like let people break uh, actually break a couple yeah. stories before we said that aren't like things that everyone knew yeah. and whatever like i don't know like i don't want to bury the kid but it's just like you have to go about this in an ethical way i think way. you should bury him and I, I, it's, it's over yeah he i should just, never like, have it's, a it, usc should be embarrassed that they put out a story about like oh like this kid we have this law student that's scooping real insiders in yeah. real time like yeah you you want to issue a retraction now yeah. like can your comm school do that yeah they should you know they I, absolutely like, should Anyway, it's not like I, they, this is something that has been USC buried me. in scandal. What? Yeah, like this is like USC's like another one. <laughs> what did Lori Loughlin do this time? It, it's funny because the thing that bothered me about like the most through all of this, and it's probably a little stupid, is the way he tweeted. He tweet, I'm told yeah. Kawhi Leonard has ruled out the Clippers. Sources say, like, buddy. It's either I'm told by sources Kawhi Leonard has yeah. the Clippers or Kawhi Leonard has ruled out the Clippers, sources say. The like, Clippers yeah. are in panic mode, sources say, yeah. was the funniest one. Well, like, do honestly. Think, do you think he walks around like uh, are, he, he like goes through the drive through All right, sir, what would you like? I'll take a double-double, sources say. Yeah. Like, do you think he just. <laughs> the most disheartening thing about this um, for me is that. He, me and him are the same age, like roughly the same age. And I, I think this is, you know, just kind of a cautionary tale for young reporters. It's there is a there is a value, I guess, in, you know, having buying into that us versus them mentality and becoming like this superstar to people that like want to believe that the Lakers can do no wrong and that they, they have it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a really, really good way to build an audience, um, but not credibility. And that's ultimately what's going to keep you around this business. Uh, unless it's cred- credibility. Yeah, the Twitter right. followers aren't going to get you a job. At, yeah. Well, maybe at some places. Yeah. But. <laughs> you could ask Will Reeve. It doesn't end well. Um, <laughs> oh, man. But I, 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 I want to wish REA the best on his, on his new job over there at Barstool Sports. I, I can't <laughs> wait to see how he handles that. Um, I, I, look. A lot of people have been kind of like pussyfooting around this thing, and 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 here's I, I just I I don't want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't want to no, say I mean, like it's this okay. Is the thing where this, you, this he is just where messed up. Like no, he he legitimately he scammed people. people. And this is also a, just as a larger message. This is why you can't like we. This is what I want to take it back to my original point. We all hear things, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, like but the difference between us and the difference between 99 percent of the media is we do not pass off. I heard this one thing from. LeBron's friends, cousins, brothers, like yeah. sister in law, uh, you yeah. know, and Caretaker. like the, like that their babysitter is doing something, you know, like what, like you hear this stuff that's like through the grapevine, and it's yeah. where, and it's interesting. It yeah. can inform your analysis sometimes, but you like everyone that tells you something has a reason to, and you can't just take one source or one side and just keep running with whatever they're pushing, right? Because you're going to end up being wrong in that case because mm-hmm. people don't like to admit that they're failing and they don't like and they want to feel like they have it together, and of yeah. course they want to project confidence everyone does yeah all right 
But should we end this lighter let's, note let's with the review? On a, let's let's have so, some fun here. Yeah, so we um, are going to start a new segment on Anthony and I show, actually, which uh, is the Lake Show mm-hmm. and not Lake Show Wars. Um, <laughs> but is uh, the Lake Show, which is normally on Mondays. We're filling in for Jazz today. I should, probably should have mentioned that mm-hmm. at the beginning, but oh well. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to read, you know, like comments from various people, you know, uh, just like reviews, like about, you know, like whatever it may be. And so like this one was just, uh, this is from Rob Palenka. He just said, Anthony represents everything we stand for with his unwavering commitment to excellence as both a person and athlete. This is a historic moment for the Lakers franchise and we couldn't be more proud to have him. I feel like the athlete that, part yeah. kills me. I mean, I guess your Euro stumble just yeah, really – that was, was definitely not about him. Anthony Davis. It was – You know the media game is tonight. Two things. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, are you going to suit up? I have my shirt. I have my shoes. All right. Two things. I was with Christy, you. you got your camera? I do, yeah. I mean, I have a phone. Um, <laughs> All right. So, but two okay, things. I was you with you. I was on board with you until you said athletic. <laughs> uh, yeah. And number two, I want to go on record – and say that the official name for Anthony's video and the move he did is the Churro Step. Yeah, or the, thank or, you. Or the Churro Step. Yeah, it's the Euro Step. No, no, well, no, it's 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 better. It's better. I'm Mexican, so it's, yeah, it's, it's the Churro Step. Exactly. So it's that that was the name that got us here, but the proper name. Okay. Is it's the churro step. Yeah. Do I have to roll the R because I feel like <laughs> no, it's like all right. It's okay. Can, can I go. Can try it? The churro step. Hey, yeah. Did I nail it? Yeah. Got it. All right. <laughs> all right. <Our> culture. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it for this episode of the Soap Screen and Roll podcast. This was a lot of fun. I can't believe it took us this long to yeah, get. Yeah, we like should have recorded a three-man show like a lot sooner oh, than this. Well, yeah. Anthony, it took Anthony. I think almost he just two years like you, of us working yeah. together to have me on his pod. So it's because we're the Spider-Man meme. Me. You scare me. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it though for this episode of the Silver Screen Roll Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. We will be back at it. Harrison and I will be back at it. We're going to record a show tomorrow for the following day. Are we? No, I don't. We're not doing that. Jeff? No, there's, they're setting up. I thought they were setting up the, the thing. Well, that. somebody is going to record a pod. We will figure this out off the air. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, I'm cool with not recording. Yeah, we'll, fi- we'll figure it out. We're going to record. Someone will record a podcast that will be out on Tuesday morning. Thank you. You're Bye. welcome. Bye.